Thirsty Thursday on 1460 KXNO continues as we go north to Whiskey River in Ankeny for the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. And now here are your hosts, Jared Stansberry and Brent Bloom. Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. No Brent Bloom tonight. Again, I know that everybody out there listening is absolutely shocked that Bloom will not be in our presence. We won't have Chris Williams here tonight either, and that means that the uh, the great Rob Gray will be stepping in uh, for both of them. What's up, my man? Not a whole lot. How are you doing tonight, Jared? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Okay, I wanted to make sure you were you looked like you were adjusting your headphones in a way that you couldn't hear me. I'm just getting you. I've, I've been in this seat a, a couple times in the last was it three weeks or so. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's um, it's a big deal for me. Yeah, you get called up to the big leagues. Uh, Chris and Brent, for some reason, they believe that going to do play-by-play of a women's basketball game is more important than hanging out with us here at Whiskey River and Ankeny. Well, to be fair, it is. Yeah, I, I, you're, you're right. I, I guess I, I can't completely disagree with that. But like I said, we're out here at Whiskey River in Ankeny, Prairie Trail District. Come on out and have some drinks, have some fun, watch some football. There's a couple good football games on tonight. That does not include the uh, the professional game. That will include it, a third-string quarterback playing for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, a battle between two one-win teams. So I would say if you're going to watch some football tonight, probably tune into Central Florida and Temple. That'd be my, that'd be my choice. What Good do you call. think? What Good do you call. think, Rob? No, I, I, I'm with you. Uh, bad pro football is always well down the list when compared to even moderately compelling college football. Yeah, I can't, I cannot disagree with that one bit. Later on in the show, we will be joined by Cyclone Fanatic contributor Jay Jordan, obviously the the author of the Sunday After columns, even though they haven't quite been on Sundays here as of late. Jay's a busy guy. He took some time out of that busy schedule, and he is going to talk to us on the phone here on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio program. So look forward to that around 6.30. Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. He will not be here tonight as well, leaving Rob and I here to to read their picks off, which is... Uh, in, that's, you know, that's the best kind of radio right there. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it's the best for us because it's like, then I can read the pick and be like, that's a stupid pick. I disagree. <laughs> that's a good point. And they're not here to defend when I, themselves. When, I, yeah, when I've done it before, I've sort of been cast as the as that person, right? right. Then trying to defend it. And and uh, that's a little bit awkward. I, yeah, I kind of like. We can go either way on it. Yeah, I'll... I'll let I'll be Chris and Brent, and you can be Tim tonight. So all right, sounds that's, good. That's how we'll go about this. But uh, first of all, we're going to talk about Iowa State and Kansas. Iowa State on a three-game winning streak after their win over Texas Tech last weekend. Um, this is an interesting game because I think I think that Iowa State is coming in obviously with a lot of momentum. I think that they are clearly the better team between these two, but at the same time, I could. I think that Kansas is markedly better than what they have been in previous years. But still, this Kansas team is weird. I can't figure them out because they force all these turnovers. They've got a tough defense. They've got a pretty solid running game. But at the same time, it's like the wins don't show any of that either. No. I mean, although I'd say arguably they'd be a one-win team right now if they weren't, whatever, plus 16 in turnovers on the season. Uh, They've been that good, though. I mean, when I did the research that – 
forcing 23 or being just plus two overall given that they uh, per game given they've only uh coughed the ball up seven times that's the best of any power five team and then you go down i think it's lsu alabama after that i mean talk about the heady company but at the same time as you said there are just too many flaws too many holes still too many positions where they're starting guys who average at best we know puka williams is is a great back coaches players for the Cyclones reiterated that and basically stating that he's as dynamic a playmaker as, as they have faced or maybe will face. Um, heck of a player. But again, they don't have nearly enough of the pieces and they don't have one of the main things that Iowa State has, which has been a theme for some of our writing and conversations for the last few weeks, quality depth. Mm-hmm. And um, I definitely think that wins out on Saturday. And what maybe is not as comfortable a win as as uh, one might think, uh, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I think Iowa State is clearly the better team across the board, not at every single position, but most. Yeah. And, um, you know, Kansas is playing. The one thing they're doing, and they've showed this in flashes uh, during the Beatty regime, uh, playing inspired football. They seem to be on the same pH. They seem to care about one another, all those culture things that, that are important. They just don't have the horses at this point and i certainly don't think they'll have the horses to keep up with the cyclone team that minimizes mistakes generally speaking it's coming off a week and when that which they made more than usual yeah that, the puka williams thing is interesting to me because you know you think back with this kansas program not really at this time but more like in july of and august of 2017 kansas had one of the best recruiting classes in the country and a big reason why was Puka Williams. And we've seen that manifest itself out on the football field. But at the same time, I'm not sure I could name you another player on that Kansas offense. You know, that guy is really, really good. I think that he, in three years, he could be one of the best running backs, just one of the best playmakers in all of college football. But you look at the pieces around him, and it's like, it, it's, you almost feel bad for him because it's just like, man. This guy is so good, but he doesn't get any exposure because of the fact that the team is just so bad. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about the names, and I was drawing a blank as I did on that one uh, fabulous quiz we did uh, back at the KXNO studios. Just drawing a blank, like uh, during the headlights. But then I remembered Bender. Isn't there a Bender? Yeah, Peyton Bender. Peyton yeah. Bender, uh, one of their quarterbacks, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah, just one good. of the like ten that yeah. they cycled through here in the very, last several years. Very nondescript group. I, I do like some of the things they're doing defensively. Weird game for them last week to get their first Big Twelve win of the season. Turnovers came into play as it, they always do for them since they're averaging almost three takeaways a game. But they were outgained, I think, by buck fifty. Yeah, against the Horn Frogs, did not get much going offensively, but still managed to win that game. What was it, twenty-seven, twenty-six? TCU is the worst bit team in the Big Twelve, right? They are not talent wise, but they are they're the anti Kansas in terms of the turnover bat, turnover battle. Yeah, um, and they just you know what call it culture, call it chemistry, whatever you want to call it. It's clearly not there for them that they can't that they could a not have dominated that game more given all the misfortune and miscues that have combined to put them on a losing streak since they eked out that win over the Cyclones with the late field goal. Um, to, to still lose that game when they had every every opportunity to go win it. I mean, they fumbled they're several in a bad times. Place. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, that was just a bad deal. I mean, Gary Patterson is is you know generally a guy that gets the most out of his players, every single one of them. And and right now, I think what he's getting out of them is um, 
you know, a lot of uh, a lot of may. I mean, a lot of mistakes. I mean, the amount of turnovers that they are that, that they're uh, you know giving up is is not as staggering, but almost as staggering as Kansas' uh, turnover margin. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think right now you could make a case for TCU to be the worst team in the league, with Kansas State to be right ahead of them as the second worst team in the league. I mean, it's it's astounding how quickly things have gone south for that program. And I can't say that I'm surprised because you could see the flashes of it here over the last several seasons. The talent level in that program was dropping quickly. Mm-hmm. and But it's like, it's like everything just came to a head right away in one season, and now... You know, you get you do get a win over Oklahoma State, but at the same time, there's been games where they just they they look they look like Kansas. You yeah. know, like where they are just so overmanned that that they can't they have no chance. I mean, that game against Oklahoma, Oklahoma could probably could have a put could have put up a hundred points on Kansas State if yeah. they had really wanted to. Yeah, and that's um, yeah, it's interesting and also interesting. I was going to bring up that Oklahoma State win dominant win for the Wildcats. Right. Their defense shows up, gives up, what, 12 points to the to the Cowboys, who had some head-scratching losses, for sure, but they come back in a big way last week. I think we're going to see, I'm not going to, I will not be surprised, in fact, I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen, TCU beats somebody in the top half by 24, 30 points. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in these last, uh, you know, what is it, four conference games. I don't know if they're going to do it with that kid at quarterback, the pen transfer. That yeah. guy's not very good. Yeah, but, I mean, their defense still is fairly salty. Um, it's due for something to break right. And we see these games, right, where even there's a game where Baylor, how Baylor do that to them, and then look what happens here. And yeah. we've seen Oklahoma State do some things. We've seen yeah, – well, I mean, there's about- always those wacky – Think about what Iowa State did to West Virginia, and then West Virginia comes right back after a bye week and puts up forty in the first half on Baylor. Yeah, and you're like, you're like, man, like what? What is up with this league? These te- there's outside of the top group, these teams have been so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's remarkable. You know, to we talk about Oklahoma State, they get their butts kicked by Kansas State, and then they jump right back and and beat Texas. Yeah, you know, Kansas State gets their butts kicked by Oklahoma, but again, they got that win over Oklahoma State. TCU has beat Iowa State. They played right with Ohio State right before that, and then now they're getting beat by Kansas. Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense. I don't I I don't know what's up with some of these teams. The it's just weird. Right now, the Big Twelve is going to play itself out of that college football playoff just because of the fact that all the teams play so inconsistently that one week they'll look like they belong in that playoff conversation a la texas oklahoma and then the next they'll come right out and they'll play like crap and they'll get and they'll get beat yeah if i'm oklahoma i i i I kick myself for having a mediocre at best defense this season because there is so much disarray and and i'd I'd say the cyclones are, are are have been one of the more stable teams even though they have a couple of losses, you know, by the field goal and the 10-point loss to the Sooners. But if the Sooners' defense is even borderline good, they're a playoff team because they're not going to stumble against some of these teams. But the fact that their defense could get lit up by Texas, mm-hmm. I mean, that doomed them there. And, I mean, as you said, everyone else is a very mercuri- mercurial team where it's just 
up and down, all wildly fluctuating all over the place. Um, again, maybe save the Cyclones, who have who've stayed pretty steady and um, stuck to their guns, as it were, and uh, seem to be on the brink of, of turning a blemish-free October into a big November versus last season, where I know they lost, of course, three or four down the stretch before the bowl win. And I think, I think the thing that maybe steadies Iowa State is that defense, and it's and that defense is legit. You know, like some of these teams, they've got a good defense statistically, but then you look at some of the teams they played, and you're like, man, I, I feel like that's kind of a ruse. Texas Tech, I think Texas Tech's defense pretty was good. better than what I expected, but, it to but be, not to be as good honest. as it looked on no, paper. No, 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 definitely not. West Virginia, I think, fits in that category where mm-hmm. they had played some offenses that were not very good. And then all of a sudden they get against a team that is legit, and you're like, okay, these guys aren't that good yeah. as a defense. You know, Oklahoma doesn't have that good of a defense, which I think lends to that where they, you get in a shootout, all of a sudden you get stopped once, and when you're in a game that the final score is 56 to 49, you know it's not tough to lose that game. Yeah, you know, uh, Texas is is a little bit more in that category where they've got the good defense. I think they've been pr- able to be pretty steady, but their offense is inconsistent. And then and then the Cowboys absolutely flummoxed them last week. I yeah. Mean, they, yeah, they nearly came back to still win that game, but that defense looked to be on its heels the entire entire game. So, yeah, I mean, cycle. Legit is, I mean, you wrote a fine piece, and, and we had talked about it beforehand even, that it has to be in the conversation of this being – one of Iowa's, it's obviously a conversation that's one of the best defenses Iowa State's ever had, and, mm-hmm. and certainly highly debatable on, on, on the pro side that it's the best when you look across the board. I know, you know, still struggle a bit to get off the field on third downs. Um, that's some of that's luck a little bit. Are they creating a ton of turnovers? No, but they're creating enough, you know, to, to, to give the offense a chance. And just the way they get up to the way, the way they perform on just making teams have to make lots of plays in order to score on them you know whereas even some of those some of those last paul Rhodes defenses were 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 occasionally salty but they'd have all how many of those drives would they have where it's a two play 80 yard right 19 second drive or something that would pepper within those played you know times where they where they did pin not break and all that i mean it is statistically the best defense in the big 12 what the rushing defense is now Top ten nationally, I'd say I believe. Ninth nationally, yeah. So, I mean, that's where it starts. And, and Coach Campbell said, coming in, running the ball and stopping the run. I mean, it's the most old school of old school approaches, but it's also the most tried and true approach to playing winning football at any level. And they've found a way to, to get it. Not quite getting the running game going, maybe as much as they would like on the offensive side, but getting it going enough, especially last week, yeah. where you do the Adrian Peterson. David runs for two yards, two yards, two yards. When it push comes to shove, you, you bust the big one. That is kind of the backbreaker down the stretch. For sure. We'll talk more about some games around the country, and we will make some picks when we come back. You're listening to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show, presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Here's your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's LUCK to 200-200. For the second straight year, Whiskey River, located in Ankeny's Prairie Trail District, is the home of the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show for the Iowa State Athletic season. Whether it's a Saturday night out with the bros or lunch with the family, Whiskey River and Ankeny's great food, 
drinks, and friendly service makes it the perfect spot for any occasion. Whiskey Rivers wall-to-wall TVs make it the perfect place to watch football, baseball, and every sport in between. Plus, you can always join the Cyclone Fanatic staff to talk Cyclone sports on Thursday nights from 6 to 7 at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Now, as you all have come to expect over the years, Nebraska Furniture Mart is known for their great prices, awesome leadership, impressive selection when it comes to you know appliances, electronics, flooring, window treatments, of course, countertops as well. Well, now they've taken it a step further, offering the whole home solution, and they've got a full line of custom cabinetry. Come out to their store in Clyde. Meet the design sales staff to get you that new updated kitchen that you've been looking for. The staff will help you through the entire project from flooring to the cabinets. Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive, your kitchen and bath remodel headquarters. The fall sales event is going on now at the GM certified leader, Carl Chevrolet. Right now, we have over 250 five-star platinum quality GM certified vehicles to choose from. The selection has never been better. And just announced, having trouble finding the quality pre-owned vehicle you are looking for? No problem. Let your dealer for life find it for you. We will locate, inspect, sell, and deliver your vehicle to you. No more endless searching to find what you want. We'll do all the hard work. Stop in today and get the process started and experience the number one GM certified dealer in the nation difference. Integrity, trust, satisfaction, and confidence. Visit carlchevrolet.com to view our complete inventory and pricing. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90 in Ankeny at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. This is Dr. Peter Buck, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For the past 25 years, I've had the privilege of providing care to Cyclone Nation varsity athletes on the sidelines and courtside. The physicians of Iowa State McFarland Sports Medicine are the official team physicians for ISU athletes. My colleagues, Dr. Greenwald, Dr. Warmey, and I specialize in orthopedic care for athletes of all ages and levels. Need a sports injury evaluation? Find out more at McFarland Sports Medicine or call 515-239-4475. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams. We're in the heart of football season now, and I got to tell you, I feel a lot better than I did a year ago, and I owe a lot of that to Dr. Kruger at the Ames Eye Clinic. Also, uh, their Des Moines location is, they're called Des Moines Eye Care in Des Moines. Same guys, really great eye doctors. I never thought that I had eye problems. I don't really have problems seen or anything like that, but I was suffering from chronic headaches. I mean, it was nonstop. I always had a headache. 
And I think a lot of it was because I stared at a screen all day. Dr. Kruger took a look at my eyes, took him about a half hour, and he knew exactly what was wrong. Prescribed me some glasses that now I use while I'm on my computer, while I'm working for you guys at Cyclone Fanatic all day. And man, has it made a difference. I'm even sleeping better. I challenge you, if you have a problem like this, any sort of eye problem, to contact our friends at Des Moines Eye Care and the Ames Eye Clinic. You can check out Des Moines Eye Care dot com or amesiclinic.com. I would encourage you to do this and tell them that we sent you. Tell them thank you for supporting what we're doing here at Cyclone Fanatic. This year, it's our year. The year we win it all. This is the year the flag flies for wins, for big games, for titles. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. These colors, uh, these colors mean everything. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, the largest selection of team flags anywhere. Football, basketball, hockey, NASCAR, and more. Shop 3719 Southwest 9th Des Moines or heartlandflags.com. Hey guys, it's Chris Williams here to tell you a little bit about me away from the microphone, and that's the love that I have for my daughter, which is why every year in August I head to the Iowa Clinic Men's Center to get my annual physical. Now, I'm only 33, and luckily I'm a healthy man, but this is all about preventative medicine. My daughter relies on me, and I want to be there to watch her in t-ball games, dance recitals, and God willing, be there to walk her down the aisle. Small decisions that we make today greatly impact our future, and my friends at the Iowa Clinic Men's Center are here to help. Visit them at iowaclinic.com to find a doctor near you, which shouldn't be hard, as the Iowa Clinic Men's Center has locations all over the metro. Ever since the first footballs were made of pigskin, there's been a connection between football and pork. Today, that connection thrives in parking lots, where you'll find everything from spicy spare ribs to bacon-wrapped pork tenderloin being served at tailgating parties. Once again, without pork, football just wouldn't be football. This message is brought to you by the Iowa Pork Producers through the Pork Checkoff, who make tailgating more delicious. Learn more at iowapork.org. The Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Mart in Clive. Jared Stansbury and Rob Gray here at Whiskey River in Ankeny. Come on out, Washington football, UCF, and Temple. Uh, the game that I'm sure everybody in America is excited to watch tonight. Coming up in uh, about eight minutes. You know what else is coming up in about eight minutes? Jay Jordan on the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show. One of my favorite people to talk football with. But first, we are going to make some picks. Tim Mullen from Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive, isn't here tonight. Uh, playing him will be Rob Gray. And playing devil's advocate. Yeah, exactly. Maybe at times. Right, yeah. Yeah, we'll just read off. I'll, I'll be reading Bloom and Chris's picks. We'll just give their picks, and then and then you and I can talk about the games. Does that work for you? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. First game up, the Iowa Hawkeyes going on the road to West Lafayette to take on the Purdue Boilermakers, who they play last week? Uh, I'm not sure. Ohio State, big win against Ohio yeah. State. So they got the big win over Ohio State. But yeah, I, I don't recall I seeing don't, a whole lot last week. Oh, I think they might have played Mi- Michigan State now that I think about it. Okay. Um, that might be wrong, but I, for some reason I feel okay. like I remember well, that. The, oh, the Boilermakers have something going on. No right. Bo- Boilermakers minus three, uh, three-point favorites going into this game with the Hawkeyes. Uh, Bloom is taking Purdue, and Chris is taking Iowa. What does Tim have? Tim has Purdue, even though he's a big Hawk fan. Yeah, that's interesting. It's an interesting move. No, 
no faith in his team, apparently. Well, I, I think he was probably disillusioned a little bit from Penn State, where they had a chance to win it. Not mm-hmm. a great game for Nate Stanley. I, I'm going to – I I concurred with Tim, I think, the last time I was on the show on almost every pick, and I think it actually went well. So running that risk of uh, of uh, certainly being wrong, I think I think Iowa actually gives them something here. I don't yeah. know if there's a hangover of that game last year where they were so flat when Purdue came in and beat them pretty good in, at Kinnick Stadium. But I think Purdue's a good team. I think Iowa's a good team, too, and I think that defense performs. And and uh, Purdue, Purdue's Ohio State win was incredible and spectacular, but so was Iowa's last year when they ended up not having a – you know, they had an okay season, but not a season indicative of that. Right. Yeah, and one more thing to watch, Rondale Moore, the superstar freshman for Purdue, has not practiced yet this week for the Boilermakers. Sounds like he's dealing with uh, with an injury that, is, that has held him out of practice, and uh, I don't think that his status at this point for Saturday's game against the Hawkeyes is, is quite known. So that will be an interesting to watch on Saturday. That's at 11 a.m., right? Uh, it sounds right. Next we move to the big house where the – Wolverines and Jim Harbaugh will be hosting Penn State. Michigan, a 10-point favorite over the Nittany Lions. Bloom is taking Michigan, and Chris is taking Michigan as well. And it's a sweep. Tim, Tim has, I knew Chris would take Michigan, of course, given yeah. his Harbaugh love. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I, can't, I can't disagree with that. I mean, Michigan no. seems to be on a, on a mission this year. They've got a real shot. Um, it, 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 it really getting getting into that playoff. Right. Um, Penn State's good. They're but, in uh, they're in handle business mode until until they have to go to the shoe at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think I think they do it. That's a big number. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it were closer than that. But uh, I, I certainly think they can cover that as well. Oklahoma going on the road to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. The Sooners are thirteen and a half point favorites. Bloom is taking Texas Tech. Chris has Texas Tech as well. I think that's the right move. Uh, Tim Mullen has Oklahoma, and um, I can see why. I mean, we we all know how great Kyler Murray is, and, and all the weapons he has around him. But uh, boy, it's tell you, the way the way the Red Raiders have been playing. It'll be interesting to see because they seem to take it. You see some fans, but how hard did they take that loss last week? Where they had opportunities, but they also shot themselves in the foot with lots of penalties. Um, I think they're a much better Texas Tech team this year. I, 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 I'm kind of with you guys. I, I think they can hang around. I mean, maybe lose by 10. Maybe it's not bad. I, I, I don't think the, the talent gulf is that big here. No, I, I agree. I would, I would probably take Texas Tech in this one. Another big one in the Big 12, West Virginia going on the road to take on Texas. The Longhorns are two-point favorites. Bloom is taking the horns, and Chris is taking the horns as well. This is an important game right here. For Iowa State's chances of, of making a, a run to the Big 12 title game, they need they need West Virginia to lose again. Mm-hmm. So right now, if Texas can go out, finish business this weekend, then it officially, okay, not officially yet, assuming Iowa State handles their business against Kansas and Baylor here in these next two weeks, which I think that both of us would, would expect them to do. Yep. Going in to Austin in two weeks, uh, a huge showdown with the Longhorns for with a berth in the Big 12 title game on the line. Yeah, that's um, wow, amazing to envision. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm, I'm kind of with those guys. I, Texas Tim, coming, take, Tim takes Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tim yeah. takes Texas as well, and and I, I, I can't disagree at all. No, no. Uh, Notre Dame, another team in contention to make a run to the college football playoff. Nine and a half point favorites on the road at Northwestern. Northwestern's an interesting team. We've seen them up and down so far this year. You know, they get the 
they lose to Akron early on in the season, but now they're in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West and, and potentially could make it into the that Big Ten title game. Bloom is taking Notre Dame. Chris is taking Pat Fitzgerald and the Wildcats. And Lou Aini. And Lou Aini, yes, of course. Um, Tim's taking Northwestern as well. I'd, I'd tend to, to go with Bloom here. I think Northwestern, they're not playing Big, Big Ten games anymore, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least not this week. And Notre Dame's legit. I think they're legit. They know what's in front of them, and, and they can go in there and, and, and win by 10. This is probably as big of a test as the Irish are going to get for, I mean, USC. I, I yeah. guess would be the only other one that yeah. would be close. And, but and USC Syracuse has looked like they great. were back, but then they got knocked down several pegs. So, uh, you know, I, kudos to Northwestern. They've, they've been great in, in, in Big Ten play. I don't know. I still don't know how good they really are. They'll, we'll know mm-hmm. this week, obviously. They haven't played really any of the – top teams in the west yet like they haven't played wisconsin have they shows how much attention we were paying to the big 10 i i I know they haven't played iowa i can't say for sure no no they they definitely have and i think that's next week yeah the game of the week in all of college football at death valley alabama going on the road to take on lsu the crimson tide 14 and a half point favorites that's a man that is a big number to me but with the way that Alabama's offense has played so far this season. It's understandable to see why Bloom is taking the tide. Chris is taking the tide as well. And Tim is going with uh, Mr. Coach Orgeron's boys. Go Tigers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, um, and I have a cousin who's a big LSU fan, lives down there in Baton Rouge. I mean, I'm going to stick with Tim on this one. Come on. Two touchdowns. I, two has been great. We know how great Alabama is every position, probably down through out the three deep and maybe deeper. Yeah. But th- this is a special atmosphere. This is a, a resurgent LSU team, and I think they play with a lot of pride and at least make this game a memorable one. Man, I, I think so too. And I think that if they can have it within one score going into the fourth quarter, has Tua played in the fourth quarter yet this year? I doubt it. I don't think so. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see this be a close game going into the fourth quarter, and then we're going to find out whether or not this Alabama team can can really step up and play for, for four quarters all night. Absolutely. All right. Our game of the week, Iowa State, 14.5-point favorites on the road in Lawrence taking on the Jayhawks. Bloom has Kansas. Chris has taken the clones. And Tim's, it's another big number. Tim's taking clones as well. It is a big number. I think um, I'm, I'm kind of in the camp that it's going to be a, a, a semi-comfortable 10, 12-point win somewhere in that range. Um, but who knows? The Cyclones are certainly talented enough to go there and really drop one on the Jayhawks. But, uh, again, again, a big number for, for a road team, um, given that Kansas you know, does what it does with the turnovers. But uh, you know, I've changed my mind. I think the Cyclones win by three touchdowns. Somebody I would trust to give me advice on whether or not the Cyclones will win by 14.5 points is Cyclone Fanatic contributor Jay Jordan. What's up, my friend? Hey, can you hear me? Good. I can. Okay, cool. I was just making sure. How you doing you on me. Thursday night, dude? Yeah, I I'm can doing hear you. well. Do you think that Iowa State can win by 14.5 points? Yeah, I, I've got a feeling they're going to drop the elbow on them. <laughs> yeah, I know you. Uh, you love those those pro wrestling uh, analogies. Analogies, yeah. 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 Uh, I, I was hoping you I, would follow. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I think this Kansas team is kind of interesting. You know, they've they've won three games already this year. They've forced all the turnovers, plus sixteen in turnover margin. 
and Puka Williams is a good player. But at the same time, I don't understand why, with even the improvements that they've made, it feels like they should have more than three wins when you look at the statistics. Am I crazy for thinking that? No. They've improved enough uh, statistically um, to have more than three wins, maybe when you look at their schedule. Uh, But they haven't matured. Um, They've got a lot of maturing to do, which uh, Matt Campbell talked about that with Iowa State, the learning how to win dynamic. It's it's more of the uh, uh, more esoteric uh, phases of football and part of the mental toughness phase. When you've lost that many games, you know how to lose. You don't necessarily know how to turn that into a win. Um, the three wins that they have, 12 of those turnovers they forced came in two of those wins, six against Rutgers, six against Central Michigan. Uh, and then last week where TCU did a nice job of losing the game versus Kansas winning it. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, I just think the team has to mature. They're taking positive steps, uh, but but they've got to mature mentally, get a few more pieces, a little bit more mental toughness to uh, be able to keep from having the breakdowns that allow teams to get away. That said, Iowa State is not a good team to try to learn against uh, because they've learned that lesson well, and I think we'll see that Saturday. Jay, Rob Gray here. How are you doing? Rob, good to talk to you, bud. Good to talk to you, man. Um, curious, you know, with your historical perspective, both around within the Iowa State program and as as a fan after, the quality depth seems to me to be, especially on the defensive side of the ball and on the defensive line, as good as I've ever seen it. How, how would you describe, you know, historically how good that depth is for Iowa State this season? The best it's ever been. It's not even close yeah. Uh, in my opinion, uh, we, we were rotating in. We lost Inye, uh and the first play of the game last week, and we had no appreciable uh, downturn in defensive line production. Uh, we saw Camillo get some quality snaps and a few, and he looked good. Uh, we're, we're six to eight deep on the defensive line. Iowa State's never had that luxury. Uh, linebacker, what do we got? Six guys who rotate, rotate in and out? five mm-hmm. and and most of them are young uh and then and at the defensive back we've had two freshmen and Daytron young and anthony johnson uh step in and lock down a corner position across from a senior in brian peavy um we've never had that type of depth we've never been able to, to not uh miss a step when somebody goes down or, or plays poorly and uh, it's, it's unprecedented. The three classes have been put together astutely with not only top-line talent but also uh, identified talent, um, under-the-radar talent, and then has been developed well uh, in the short term. Obviously, everybody's really excited right now about what Brock Purdy has been able to do in his first three games as Iowa State's quarterback. This has happened before. You know, it's like – it. We always get into this situation where a guy jumps in and in their first couple games they'll tear it up and then it seems like after teams kind of figure them out, it's like they self-combust and then we do the cycle all over again. Is there anything about Brock Purdy that, that makes you feel like maybe we're not going to have to go through this again in you know a year or, or even at the end of the season? <laughs> uh, 
I think that historical trend is, is one that we need to to wait and see. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, um, you know, that he breaks it. There, there's a lot to be said for, for week after week, somebody preparing for you and forcing you into – uh, doing things you're uncomfortable with and some of the freshman mistakes we've already seen manifest. So I don't know. A lot of that is up to Brock Purdy. How does Brock Purdy want to progress and what type of dedication and effort is he going to put in to keep uh, moving up the learning curve? But the one thing that would give me uh, pause and, and give me hope that this is a long-term solution at quarterback for Iowa State is uh, some of the sophistication he's thrown or shown in his throws and his reads. He doesn't just wing it. He makes a clear read. He's uh, fearless and isn't afraid to throw the ball to all portions of the field, uh, which is not always a talent that, that the Iowa State quarterbacks have had. Uh, and I think he makes smart choices for the most part. And if he continues to develop on that, that's what makes a quarterback good. That's what makes a quarterback stable. And he has, obviously, the, then the ad-lib talent to go along with that. Uh, that's what gives me encouragement that he could be a long, long-term long solution. Jay, Rob here again. Uh, in that same vein, how much, I, I, I mean, I wrote about Kyle Kemp today. How much, how invaluable is it to have a veteran like that, who's, again, having to go through, probably face a thousand obstacles he's facing playing uh, college football, stick with those guys, keep having Brock Purdy under his wing, and um, you know, to have him as a resource, how much do you think that helps him mature? Already a mature guy coming in, but but to have a guy like Kyle constantly there is kind of like a rock for him. I mean, it. it I'll try to state it, Rob, but but it's it, <laughs> you know you, you can you can analogize that to just uh, everyday life, right? Uh, in, sure. Because, remember, these guys play football on Saturday. They practice every day. They watch film. But then there's a ton of hours that they're students and kids, right? It matters when there's somebody who's older than you that you look up to, uh, sticks in there, hangs with you, and becomes your friend as well as your trusted mentor. And you feel more confident just as a person when you have those people in your life. We talk about a support system. Uh, that's what Kyle provides, not only – mentorship, football knowledge, uh, a cool head, uh, mature advice. But more than that, you got somebody in your corner and um, somebody you may not have expected to be there uh, becomes a valuable asset. That gives you added confidence to go about the task you need to accomplish in order to uh, accomplish your goals and, and help move the team forward. It's huge. I think Coach Campbell's made great statements about Kyle. Uh I love Kyle in that role. Uh, another guy I've mentioned at least once in my writing is, is Mike Warren, who's stuck around through adversity, uh, shown himself to be a true cyclone, and I think provides the same thing in the running back room. Uh, having those type of guys on the team, I think, is a big part of the maturation process and why we're seeing leaps forward this year. All right, last question for you, Jay. The Obviously, everybody right now is kind of dreaming, dreaming about the potential to see Iowa State in Dallas on December 1st for a, a, a berth in the, in the Big 12 championship game. Going into this month of November, how do you feel about those possibilities? God, nothing like being put on the spot. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> uh, what, what, what better do I do? I mean, I, you, you had to know it was coming. 
That is, that, that's what you do. Uh, well, what I do is try to avoid all commitments of that nature. So, uh, and then throw it off onto analysis with big words that no one can understand. Um, no, I, I feel like, I feel like every game we're going to have a chance. We're going to have a chance because we have a good defense. We're going to have a chance because we have three dynamic playmakers, the triumvirate with, uh, Purdy, Montgomery, and, and Butler with some great complimentary pieces. We're going to, plus the competition is, is in a position that, uh, we will have a chance. What I'm curious about is last year I felt like the team wore down late in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's why we've seen so many guys rotate in and out, especially on the defensive side of the ball uh, this year. And I wonder if that fatigue sets in. But if it doesn't, I don't know why uh, they can't win the rest of the games. They will certainly have the opportunity to. What I can't predict is what the rest of the league is doing. I heard you guys earlier, yeah. week to week. Um, it, it's possible West Virginia wins out. Well, yeah, wins out with uh, Oklahoma. Who knows what kind of chaos there's going to be in the league, um, which is a really interesting study and I think has a lot to do with defense and the way it's being played uh, played around the league right now, which, by the way, is a blueprint and copy of Iowa State. But, uh, but yeah, they, they, they could be there in Dallas. Uh, even with the three losses, uh, they'll have to really look out for Incarnate Word. That game scares me the most. <laughs> Will we be getting a whiteboard video from you tomorrow? <laughs> oh, if you want one, I'll put one together tonight. Man, you know we want one. As long as you wear your hat, though. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yes. wear, I'll, I'll go back. I'll go back to the hat. And uh, I was going to talk, probably not specifically about Kansas, uh, but more about the three-three-five, which uh, or. Uh, which Kansas has ripped off from Iowa State, Texas Tech uses, <laughs> West Virginia uses, and, and so do most of the teams in some capacity. So it's going to talk about uh, how they're using that effectively. So I'll put that together, and we'll get it out tomorrow. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks, Jay. Hey, good, good to talk to you guys. Be safe. Yep, you too. Man, we're going to get Jay on football and random things here before this uh, before this football season ends, and I, I have no idea where that that conversation will go we're going to talk to the docs up at the mcfarland clinic when we come back you're listening to the cyclone fanatic radio show presented by nebraska furniture martin clive on the morning sports station 1460 kx hey guys it's chris williams here wanting to tell you about my friends at nebraska furniture martin clive now as you all have come to expect over the years nebraska furniture mart is known for their great prices awesome leadership impressive selection when it comes to you know, appliances, electronics, flooring, window treatments, of course, countertops as well. Well, now they've taken it a step further, offering the whole home solution, and they've got a full line of custom cabinetry. Come out to their store in Clyde. Meet the design sales staff to get you that new updated kitchen that you've been looking for. The staff will help you through the entire project from flooring to the cabinets. Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive, your kitchen and bath remodel headquarters. Hi, this is Dr. Thomas Greenwald, board-certified orthopedic sports medicine physician. For over 25 years, I've taken care of ISU athletes and am an official team physician of Iowa State athletes. I'm a proud supporter of Cyclone Nation. As an orthopedic surgeon, I specialize in musculoskeletal care for athletes of all ages, from high school to collegiate athletes to adult weekend warriors. Trust McFarland Orthopedic Sports Medicine and my colleagues Dr. Buck and Dr. Warmy and I for extraordinary sports injury care and rehabilitation. Visit us on the web at McFarland. McFarlane Sports Medicine.com. Go Cyclones. 
Hello, Fanatics. This is Chris Williams. There are few financial commitments you will make in your life that are more important than where to get your mortgage from. That's why I want to tell you about my friend Jason Larson at Gershman Mortgage in Ankeny. Here's a real review from a client on Facebook. Jason was amazing to work with. He kept in contact with us where we were at throughout the whole process. When we went to sign, he had coffee and donuts for us that morning. He was super kind and helpful, and we said we would refer him to anyone looking to buy a home. Now, that's just one review. Jason Larson, Gershman Mortgage, and Ankeny is an equal housing lender. Their NMLS number is 138063. Give them a call at 515-554-6177. Please tell him that Chris Williams and Cyclone Fanatic sent you. Hi, it's Ross Peterson. Join us on the Sports Fanatics tomorrow at 4 from your home or office with Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play 1460 KXNO on iHeartRadio. The fall sales event is going on now at Iowa's only dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. Just announced, we have big fall savings on many new Chevrolets. All month long, take advantage of up to 20% off total value savings on select new Chevrolet models. Plus, with the largest inventory and selection of new Chevrolets in Iowa, over 2,100, the selection has never been better to choose from. If you're even thinking about a new vehicle, it's the best time of the year to save big at Iowa's number one dealer for all brands, Carl Chevrolet. Find new roads and experience why more Iowans drive a Chevy from Carl Chevrolet. Or find details and pricing online 24 hours a day at carlchevrolet.com. Carl Chevrolet, I-35, exit 90 in Ankeny at The Rock. Your dealer for life, Carl Chevrolet. If the recent storms have left behind surprises in your basement, Royal Flooring is here to help. Hi, I'm Bill Ludwig. There's not much you can do to prevent water in your basement. It happens to a lot of us, even me. When it's time to replace your carpet, though, you can choose to shop for your new flooring from locally owned Royal Flooring in both Altoona and Urbandale. With our huge selection from Mohawk Flooring, great service, and free expert in-home measuring, you'll love everything about your new flooring and installation from Royal Flooring. Maybe even the reason you need new flooring in the first place. Well, maybe. And while you're shopping for your new flooring for Mohawk Flooring at Royal, keep in mind that Royal Flooring is locally owned and a part of the same communities in which we live. They're most concerned with helping our customers get back the home they love, not about profit margins. Not only will you find an incredible selection of Mohawk Flooring at Royal Flooring, but also the best and most competitive prices. Shop Royal Flooring today in Altoona, just off 8th Street, next to Hy-Vee, and in Urbandale at 100th Street in Douglas. ShopRoyalFlooring.com. Cyclone Fanatics, the job world is a competitive place, and at all times you need to dress for success. This is exactly why you should stop into Mr. B Clothing down at 1995 Northwest 86th Street in Clive and see my buddy Tim Sitzman. Now, Mr. B Clothing is a longtime supporter of CycloneFanatic.com, but is also unmatched when it comes to the men's clothing game in Des Moines. The Mr. B staff is friendly, fun, they're very knowledgeable, and trust me, these guys will get you looking good for that next job interview, wedding, or just your everyday wardrobe. When you stop into Mr. B Clothing, be sure to tell them thank you for supporting CycloneFanatic.com. This is Iowa Diamond President Chuck Kuba. After 20 years of serving engagement and wedding couples, I can't help but reflect back on the thousands of wonderful folks we've helped and ask myself, how can we be so lucky? Is it our incredible ring selection or the quiet private atmosphere? Then came the epiphany. 
out of all the people in the world, we make you feel like you are the most important people in the world. Because at that moment, to all of us at Iowa Diamond, you are. Visit us at iowadiamond.com or in person anytime. You'll see what I mean. This year, it's our year. No, no, no. This year, it's my team. Yeah, this is the year. This season, everyone is going to know where I'm tailgating. My team, my colors, my flag. Hello, it's why I fly the flag. This is the year you fly the colors of your favorite team. And you'll find those colors at Heartland Flagpoles and Flags. The largest selection of team flags anywhere. Every team, every sport, every flag. Almost. Buy online and get free shipping. Heartland Flags. Welcome back to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Mark Clive, Jared Stansberry, and Rob Gray here at Whiskey River in Ankeny. We had planned on talking to the docs at the McFarland Clinic up in Ames. Weren't able to reach Dr. Warmy, so we'll just give him a shout out anyway. Those are the docs that work on the Cyclones. They'll be down in Lawrence on Saturday. And you know that they will have the team ready to go for the month of November. Absolutely. All right, you want to talk about some basketball? Let's do it. I was up at media availability today with Coach Prome and talked to THT and Mike Jacobson and, and Lindell. I don't know. I don't think that we really know what the situation is with Iowa State's front court right now going into the season. Uh, Solomon Young, we do know. Probably will not be returning from a groin injury until December at the earliest. Uh, Zoran Talley, I don't think we know whether or not he will be active for uh, Tuesday night's game against Alabama State right now because of a broken nose. Mm. And then Cameron Lard continues to just be like the biggest question mark in quite a while. We have no clue what what his situation is after everything that happened in the spring so mike jacobson's probably going to end up playing a lot of minutes i think is what we're uh is what we've basically learned here from uh today's media availability yeah and a lot of small ball um yeah. uh, to go with that i think i we know with cam and i know from writing about him on media day that coach prom said there he faces some disciplinary disciplinary actions because of yeah the uh, the situations he, he was involved in but he didn't want to specify and, and i can't blame him for not wanting to specify so we don't know how much is happening behind the scenes we don't know whether that means he won't play in game a b or c or a and c or whatever it is so uh yeah as you said very uncertain in that regard but the one thing i do like and people said about this on media days his team coach prom said this to me his teammates really like him mm-hmm. really really like him Enough to the point that they'll joke with him about you know being tragic Johnson and all that. So that's that's positive that that they all feel tight and uh, it's just a matter of getting through whatever um, you know whatever again dis- disciplinary action. Dis- <laughs> Why can't I say that disciplinary action he might face? Yeah, I will say though I feel a lot better about this team going into this year's season opener than I did especially going into the season opener against Missouri last year. They were walking into a buzzsaw with that one, with it being Kwanzaa's first game and uh, Michael Porter and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But now even going into this game against Alabama State, then I remember you and I walking out of Hilton Coliseum after losing to Milwaukee in the home opener. And I think we both kind of looked at each other, and it was like, oh, boy. This is how this, low can this, it get? Right. This yeah. this might be a long year. Yeah. And it, it ended up being a long year. Obviously, there was a, a handful of high points, 
But I, the talent on this team is like night and day from what it was a year ago. And I think that Coach Prohm kind of reiterated that today, just talking about how far they are on offense compared to where they were a season ago. Well, they've got so many guys who can make shots and make plays, and I think they'll be better on, maybe more consistent on the defensive end. I mean, they needed, I mean, we saw it. I mean, how many times did they need Donovan Jackson to have big games? And yeah. he's always been a streaky shooter, and he was a streaky shooter last season. You know, sometimes it seems like he would get in his own head a little bit, and if things weren't going well early, you could count on it not going well the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. But when he was on, I mean, we saw some of those just pummeled a couple of highly ranked teams, and uh, yet you'd have the head-scratching games. Uh, I, I think the team showed a lot of moxie. I think I think they were more together and more cohesive than it appeared at times. I, but when they weren't together they were utterly adrift, mm-hmm. and no one was there to reel everything back together. We saw that in Milwaukee. We saw that on several other occasions. Well, at least a handful of other occasions, too. And that's uh, that's something that I think um, Coach Prohm is more or less vowed is not going to happen again. And, and again, I, I think these guys are, again, you've got a more varied and deeper uh, group of skill set so it could go along with the players here that uh, definitely more exciting. Definitely looks like you, you don't need a major formula for success right. every game that has to line up uh, perfectly. I will say, though, they're improved in most every area, I think. But one spot that the team might have taken a hit is the mid-range game with the graduation of Jeff Beverly. Jeff Beverly, his mid-range game. Was a thing automatic, of beauty. Automatic. Was a thing From the of beauty. Short corner. Remember when he would occasionally hit a three? It would be like, whoa, there it is. And Jeff it would Beverly. be in like the biggest moment of the game. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like the West Virginia game. They're making a yeah. run or something. And then all of a sudden, he steps out and knocks down a three. And you, we like look around and we're like, man, they might win tonight with the way, with, when that kind of thing is happening. God bless Jeff Beverly. Guy played hard. Yeah. Uh, former football player. He'll be, a, he'll be like a cult hero in the history of Iowa State basketball. Well, he, how many times, though, when you, did you watch him shoot, especially from long range, you'd be like, I don't know if I've seen a guy miss by that much Yeah, on a wide, when you squared up a wide-open look. At least not a Division One player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. We interesting love Jeff. Cat. He, the guy, he played his heart out. You can now. say that about Jeff. Where's Jeff at nowadays? I, we need to, that's the next where are they now we need. I don't know. Where's, I feel like he needs to gestate a little bit. He needs a little bit of time away, but, yeah, we can see. What is the next where are they now? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. I've got a list. i got a list. you got to read. Did we, have, the, did we gotta, have one this month? Oh, yeah, Melvin Edgerton. Melvin Edgerton. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably go back to uh, to football, unless there's a wild card in there from another sport. Who's a, let's, we got let's, wrestling heating up pretty soon. Maybe uh, I'll do my first where are they now wrestling coming up. Who there knows? we go. There, let's, I'm going to do one. I'm let's brainstorm one. one. Let's brainstorm one. Who's who's an interesting one from football? We, we need to get one, like, from, man, it'd be good if they won these two games. And then you could get somebody from like the one of the like the 2004 2005 team, the team yeah. that was the co Big 12 North champions. Which one was that? Oh five. Ta- uh, yeah, I've talked to a number of those guys. I mean, I've kind of, I, I've hit up a lot of the, the headliners and even some of the some of the mid range guys in 2000 2005. I already um, did Sean Moorhead. I was to say that'd be an interesting one. Yeah, because of uh, 
Jaquan maybe Jaquan, breaking his record. Yeah, but you yeah. did that one a couple of years ago, didn't you? I did it like this. Just okay, I'll say I knew you did that one, but I couldn't remember. He was a joy was. to talk to. Good guy, really good guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he said he can't wait for. Yeah, he can't wait for it to be broken. That's I love it when guys have that attitude, like Blythe toward Lazard. You know, that's right. That because it means as as uh, you know, most of those guys say it means Iowa State's good. It means they've got somebody in a position to do that. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. It'll be it'll it'll be somebody uh, compelling, somebody somebody that people want to read about. But we've got a got a bit of a short list. I would say that you could get someone from the last football uh, conference championship, but I think that that would be that'd probably be tough. It'd be difficult, even more difficult than. See, I've tracked down Steel Jance. The difficult thing is actually talking. Get, yeah, to it's him. getting him to talk. To talking you. to him, right? And yeah, that, that's uh, about impossible. It it apparently is. We've heard from another source that. Tracked him down, yeah, and um, struck out. And, yeah, and once again I struck have. out. Yeah, man, I swear, it's like that dude's like in witness protection or something. <laughs> he always told me my favorite quote he ever gave me was, "You know, I could pack up my things and and because he hardly had anything, I pack up all my things and in in ten minutes and nobody would know I was ever here." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he could. <laughs> yeah, yeah he did. Apparently, well, so. people know he was there, but uh, they don't know. They might not even know where he is now, but they uh, but they don't know how to get those Nobody's vocal talking. cords engaged. Dude, you just, that just needs to be what your where are they now is. Like you, I know you've talked to people. You I've know, tried, yeah, and it's just you. I've you got just, Paul Rhodes quotes I've been sitting on for years. You talked about Jevin the Miller, whirlwind of it all, you know, and your pursuit of him. Jevin Miller was, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, I got quotes from him because he was his roommate one year. I mean. Uh, just been they've just been sitting in a file. We should have made Finding Steel like into a podcast series. That would have been. Phenomenal. It would have been some significant expenses though, heading over into the Tahoe area, maybe what? to LA. Yeah, 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 yeah. My sister's in LA though. I could have possibly, uh, you know, at least say. gotten some free night or two. You just need to show up at the. You need to go and have your car break down. Yep. And then just call the tow trucking company until they answer and say, yeah, or until he shows up to tow your car and then you're stuck with them that's good thinking yeah i've got this all planned out see i think now we've we've got a, a path to the to the where are they now a plan of action i like it yeah all right well back to basketball um <laughs> one interesting thing i think that will be cool to see or will be interesting to follow on tuesday is how much those the true freshmen play we know taylor horton tucker's gonna play a lot but how much is george condy gonna play zon griffin uh tyrese halliburton will can they carve out a role early on, or do you? I mean, do we think that it will be later if they're ever going to get on the court in substantial minutes? Well, you know? I, I think it depends on what they've shown so far in practice, right? I mean, uh, I think I think Coach Frum wants those guys to have roles, uh, at least most of them this mm-hmm. season, depending on who's all healthy, who's fits in. Because you, I mean, ideally you have some veteran leadership out on the floor, and not just in the for one or two guys but you know three or four um but it is exciting to think about because those guys could fit in so many different ways I'm, I'm really excited about condit because i think he was a much more polished player than i think some people expected right coming in but again we haven't seen him play a real game right. but uh just based on conversations and, and what uh what people have said about him but uh i think he gets some run i mean that's the one thing if cam lard is out a, a couple games for obvious reasons, then, um, you know, give him a chance uh, to show what he can do. Exactly. 
Thanks again to Cyclone Mag contributor Jay Jordan for joining us on the show earlier. Thanks, Rob, for filling in for, for Chris and Brent. If you want to listen to them, you can hear them on the Cyclone Radio Network calling the Women's Basketball Exhibition. We'll talk to you guys again next week. Hoops and football. It's going to be great. Thanks for listening to the Cyclone Fanatic Radio Show presented by Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and iHeartRadio Station, KKDM HD2, KXNO Des Moines.